0: God's people. Um, Those of you that know me you know that I can rattle on for quite a bit and I'm going to try and be as structured and as unstructured as I possibly can today depending on what the Lord wants to do. I've said to him father you do what you want to do. My only constraint is time so I'm going to try and see whether I can stick as close to the time as possible but I believe that God is doing something really precious in this place. From Since the time that we entered Corelli College, it's almost as if every week we're going from glory to glory. Can you feel that? It's, something's happening. And I believe I know the reason why that, that, that is. I know exactly why that is. And that's one of the things that I want to discuss today. You know, um, I was saying to Pastor Joseph, that it seems as if there's been a step up since we started to pray as a church. Something is happening. Amen? Something is happening. Okay, my subject matter today is uh, uh, devoted to prayer. Devoted to prayer. (sighs) Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Uh, I have a mentor. And one of the things that the mentor, unfortunately he's passed away now. One of the things that he used to say was, um, and I'm going to read a couple of things that he said that impacted my life. He says, the absence of prayer is testimony to your ability. But the presence of prayer is testimony to God's ability. I'll repeat that again. The absence of prayer is a testimony of our ability. The presence of prayer is the testimony of God's ability. You know, in our own strength, we can do so much. That's true. Many of us are talented beyond measure in this room. But I just want to just add something to our talent. If we rely just on our talent and our ability, all that does is just shows who we are. shows who we are. But if we rely on his ability, it shows who he is. Does that make sense? He also said that the practice of prayer produces the power of prayer, which produces a person of prayer. And I know we had a prayer meeting, a prayer conference yesterday. And um, some of you were there. I'm not going to repeat. I don't even know what went on. Unfortunately, I couldn't be there. But I'm sure that some things I say will be echoed uh, yesterday. And I'm not going to stand and teach on what is prayer. Even though we'll discuss very briefly. I feel there's something that I must share with us to encourage us. Okay. Worry is a substitute uh, for prayer. Because worry centers on self. Prayer centers on God. If you're here and you're worrying... I know there's someone here who's worrying. Don't know what you're worrying about, but you're worrying. Can I please encourage you? If you're worrying, you're centering on yourself. The moment you start to pray, the focus goes on God. Because when you worry, I heard a very long time ago that to worry is to doubt God. How many of us have heard that before? When we worry, we doubt God. We doubt his ability to move in that situation. Amen? Prayerlessness is the most, in its most common form, is a form of hiding. I'm just saying a couple of things and I'll get into what I want to share. Prayerless is a form of hiding. In the, uh, the Garden of Eden, when Adam... And Eve sinned. What's the first thing they did? They hid. The first thing they did, they hid. And when God came down, the first thing he said is, Adam, where are you? Where are you? You see, because God came down to commune with Adam and Eve. And prayer is a form of communication. So when we hide from God, communication is broken. Adam, where are you? Okay. What is prayer? Just very briefly, what is prayer? I am, um, I would typify it very simply as prayers, intimacy. It's communication with God. Prayers, intimacy. That's what it is. It's communication with God. And as Christians, if we don't pray then we are breaking communication with God. If we don't get into a place of intimacy with him, he can't move on our behalf. He can't have a relationship with us. Prayer is communication with God. Very briefly. Why do we pray? Well, I wrote a couple of things down, and then I'll talk about the key issue of this. Oh, Amen. Why do we pray? Well, the first things is we pray because God commands us to pray. God commands us to pray. Prayer is a commandment. And if we are to be obedient to God, because the scripture says obedience is better than than sacrifice it doesn't matter how much our sacrifice is it doesn't matter how much we sacrifice if we don't obey the scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice God is looking for a simple act of obedience now the topic that I said I was going to talk about was devoted to prayer and I want to look at the subject devotion what is devotion I did a little study, and I'm going to just take one or two things from there. The first thing is, devotion, I looked it up, is, by the way, this is my Bible. And please bear with me, I'm a little bit of a dinosaur when it comes to these things. Right. This is what it says about devotion. Loyalty, faithfulness, to be true, to be steadfast, constant, committed, and it goes on. By the same token, that's a synonym of devotion. The the antonym is disloyalty, unfaithfulness. The Bible talks about a principle of faithfulness being the cornerstone of character. And the scripture says that we are to be devoted in prayer. So if you look at that word devoted... The literal translation of it in the Latin and the Greek is to be strong, steadfast, to be dedicated and consecrated. In the book of Acts chapter 2, if you turn it to verse 42, the Bible says, They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread which we've done, and to prayer. See, being devoted is something that God requires of us. Amen? What is prayer? Romans 12, verse uh, verse 12 says, and there's a part of it. This is, I'm just taking a piece of it. It says, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer. There are five scriptures that talk about devotion in the Bible. And I want us to look very, very simply at them. First one is Acts chapter 1, verse 14. This is after the ascension of Jesus. The disciples were waiting in Jerusalem uh, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And this is what the scripture says. These all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer, along with the women, women, And Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, you can turn to these scriptures. I've just taken excerpts from it for time. This is talking about the early converts in Jerusalem. It says, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. In Acts chapter 6, verse 4, this is what the apostles said. They said, but we will devote ourselves to prayer. And to the ministry of the word. And in Colossians chapter 4 verse 2. This is what Paul tells all of us. Devote yourselves to prayer. Keeping alert in it. With an attitude of thanksgiving. So the conclusion that we we raise from that is that devotion is normal to our Christian life. Devotion to prayer is normal. Amen? Okay. Now... The scripture talks about, in Thessalonians, it talks about pray without ceasing. And I always used to think that this scripture meant that we're supposed to pray, 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 and never stop. Um, Actually, that's not the literal meaning of that particular scripture. Because if you think about it, it's not possible to keep praying without stopping. What devotion is, I believe, is a pattern of prayer there's a pattern of prayer that is what we call devotion to prayer for the sake of this study. and I want you to follow with me very carefully. See, if we're in Sainsbury's and we are looking for car parking space and we start praying, oh Lord, I need a car parking space. That's not what I would call, the scripture called call devoted to prayer. When we are about to eat And it happens to all of us, and we say grace, yes? Um, Lord, for this food, for these and all these gifts, may the Lord's name be praised. That's good, but that's not devotion to prayer. Before we lay down to sleep, now I lay my head to sleep. I pray, O Lord, me soul to keep. That's good, but that's not devotion to prayer. There's a pattern that in God's eyes is devotion to prayer. I want us to explore that. Sometimes, you know, I travel a lot, and before I get on a plane, I pray. I'll be traveling next Tuesday. Before I get on that plane, I will pray. I will look at the pilot. I'll look at him very, very seriously or her. I'll look in his eyes as he walks past me. I'll say, Lord, you fly this bird. I always say that. It's to fly this bird, Lord. Because I love my family. I want to see my family. I want to see you guys again. So I want the Lord to take me safely to my destination and bring me back. But if that's all I did, if that's all I did, that's not devotion to prayer. That's praying when I have a need. Praying when I have a, something is urgent or I'm afraid of something. Then I say my prayer. But that's not what the scriptures talking about. So why? Let's go back to why do we pray. There's so many reasons why we pray. I've just taken three of them. As I said, because God said we should. Because in our lives and in our world, we're in a very serious situation. I know some of you, we've been talking about this. But the world as we see it is, you know, there's a war going on, guys. There's a war going on. How many of us know there's a war going on? Only a few of us. There's a war going on. There is a war going on. And as Christians, we must understand that we're in warfare. Scripture says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down our strongholds. We're at war. And there's a principle of warfare. The first principle of warfare is that you must know your God. That's the first principle. Second principle, you must know yourself third principle you must know your enemy and the fourth one you must know your weapons okay we're at war this is one of the main key reasons why we have to pray knowing your God is prayer knowing your God is prayer without knowing your God we can't fight in this battle we can't fight in this battle so the first thing is the Bible tells us to pray secondly you know, what's going on in our world today, what's going on in our church, what's going on in our community, what's going on in our own families, we need to pray. Salvation hangs on the balance for the souls of our loved ones, we need to pray. And the third reason why we pray is because God acts on our prayers. God can do in one second what it takes us a year to do. Amen. How many of us believe that? God can do in one second what it takes us a year in our own strength to do. That's why we need to pray. So God commands us to pray. The needs are great. And God acts on our prayers. But what I want to focus on is how we pray. I remember, I talked about the pattern of prayer, the pattern of being devoted. There is a pattern. You know, um. In our lives, I was thinking about this as I was coming. We will all go through our um, peaks and our troughs, our highs and our lows. We will. Some of us are going through it right now. Some of us are on a high right now. But some of us are going through the valley at the moment. Can I encourage us? We need to pray. Prayer will see us through. Prayer will see us through. When at 4 o'clock in the morning, I had a call. I had a knock on the door. And my own wife was fainting in front of me. And I had to rush her to the hospital. Then later on, they had to take out her heart. You have to learn to pray. I'm sharing my personal testimony with you. Just to let you know, we all have our highs and our lows. But prayer is what sees us through. And we're not just talking about the kind of prayers that the now I lay my head down to sleep prayers. In fact, when I went through this particular situation, and I share with you, it was very interesting. Because all I could do was, hum, hum. That's all I could do. Hum, tears were in my eyes. Hum, I could not even speak. Hum, but I was praying. I know it sounds real. I was praying. I just didn't have the words, but I was praying. See, when you're devoted to prayer, there's a few points. One of the first things is that there'll be freedom. There'll also be formality. What do I mean by that? We pray in a free way. I love that. You know, when they say pray, and then you get up and you just pray. And you're free. Or you're unstructured. So you speak from your heart. You commune with God. Any old how. That's fine. But there's also structured prayer. It's not either or. They're both fine. They're both relevant when it comes to devotion to prayer. So you have the structured and the unstructured prayer. We're talking about devotion to prayer. The second thing that you'll have, and when it comes to the structured prayer, there's a few things that you can use. You can use the word, because of time I'm just going to rush through this. You can use the word of God, you pray with the word. You can use lists. You can use books. Okay, amen? Are you listening to me now? Amen. That's structured prayer. There are those that just pray in a structured way. But one thing I realized is that I have my wife, and if I don't talk, if I, every time I want to talk to her, I pick up a book. Uh, how are you doing today? And um, how was your day at work? And how are you feeling? There'll be something very odd about that particular relationship. One thing I discovered is that when you are in a position where you're having a communion with God, the free prayer determines the free prayer. You know, when you're free. We you get up and you pray, the free prayer can also be an indication of your relationship with God. You know, the people that, are clarified, people that say, well, I, I can't really pray. I can't pray like you pray, Pastor Joe. You know, you gracious heavenly father and your majestic uh, sometimes Sometimes, yeah, I know. Sometimes that's great. I mean, but I don't have those words. You okay? Fire it up? Pray from your heart, free. As you speak to someone, pray free. So that's the first thing is, in devotion, you have the formal, the structured and the unstructured. The second point is sometimes you have to go and be alone. You pray by yourself. But there will also be times when you pray with the body of Christ. They're both fine. In devotion, fine. There are some people that are great when it comes to church, you know, and then others that I never see them at prayer meetings. I I was one of them. I like praying by myself. I do. Sometimes I don't really like anyone being around, but that's okay. But there's also a time. In fact, if you look in the scriptures, a lot of the times, even when Jesus showed himself, they were together praying. Prayer as a corporate body is just as relevant and very powerful in devotion. We're talking about a pattern. The third thing is sometimes you have to pray in a desperate way. Desperate. And other times you have to pray when you're, you know, you're happy. There's nothing at stake. You're just happy. So in other words, uh, the same person that said, bless the Lord, O my soul was the same person that said, have mercy on me according to her loving kindness. When you're up and when you're down, you can still be devoted to prayer. Amen? The, th- the fourth one is explosive. You know, you can pray in an explosive way. If When you're devoted, you can pray explosive prayers. And by explosive, I mean, you know, I, I, we were praying back there and I think Aisha this morning prayed an explosive prayer. You know what it was? There was something like, um, Lord, bless the service, amen. That's explosive. That's it. Explosive. Then there's extended. Sometimes you have to, you can't just say, bless, the," amen. You have to go spend a long time before you get your breakthrough. It's, it's not either or. They're both relevant when it comes to devotion to prayer. And finally, there is the set time. Of prayer, when you have a set time, and when you have a spontaneous time. So, what I mean by set time is that you put time aside. You know, you know, at CLF we're so blessed because when it comes to the, you know, praying together collectively, we have um, online prayer. So every morning, you know, at five till six, we can sign on and pray together as a church. Twelve thirty to one we can sign on and pray together as a church. Nine to ten, we can sign on and pray together as a church. Please, may I encourage us to get involved in this initiative because that's what set me alight. I'll be honest with you. I thought I had a prayer life, but to be perfectly honest with you, by getting involved in the initiative of the church is a different dimension. Something's happened to me. I just want to encourage us, really encourage us, First of all, there's nothing wrong with praying in a free way. There's nothing wrong with praying in a formal way. It's all part and parcel of it. Secondly, there are times when you have to be alone. Other times you have to assemble yourself with the people of God. Thirdly, you pray desperate prayers. Desperate prayers. And it's also fine to pray prayers where you're happy. Delighted, we call it delighted prayers. When you're up and when you're down. Fourthly, we pray explosive prayers. Explosive. And there's other times where you have to just spend time. You know, there's a scripture that says Jesus came to his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane means oil press, a place of travail. And he said, could you not even stay with me one hour? Now, we've used that over the years. As a benchmark and a foundation for prayer. That's good. Nothing wrong with it. But uh, I remember times when we pray for six hours. And times when we can't even pray for five minutes. It's fine. It's part of devotion. Devotion is about a pattern. A pattern of prayer. So what am I saying today? I'm saying that God really wants us to take us to a place as a church where... We're devoted, we're really devoted to prayer. We're devoted to spending time with him. But it will come in different forms. It will come in different forms. It won't always be formal. Sometimes it will be free. Do you understand me? It won't always be the time that you spend alone. Sometimes we have to spend time with our brothers and our sisters praying together corporately. It won't always be when you're up. You pray also when you're down. Hilltop, valley. It might not always be a long prayer. Sometimes it's an explosive prayer. Quick, five minutes. It's okay. The Lord knows. And finally, it may not always be a set time. So when I say spontaneous, wherever you are, I find myself sometimes driving and praying. Sometimes I'm watching television and I'm praying. It sounds crazy. I was watching Arsenal yesterday. Win. And I was praying. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's stand. Please let's stand. Praise God. I can't believe how quickly time flies. Thank you, Lord. Whilst I was praying, I just felt that the Lord wanted to do something special in this place. When it comes to the area of prayer and our devotion to him. And um, I really sense that there are some of us that, you know, we are struggling in our relationship. Because prayer is relationship. And the Lord wants to really set us on fire today. Lord wants to say, I want Matthew to come. Karen, if you can come, please. I'm going to give an altar call, if I may. Can I give an altar call? Okay. And I only want you to come if you want the Lord to make you a house of prayer. What I mean by that is that your devotion to him, you're saying, Lord, I want to be devoted to prayer. I want to devote myself to prayer. Lord, I understand exactly what you're saying to my spirit today. I want to devote myself to prayer. I believe that as we come before God with this prayer, the Holy Spirit is going to deposit something in our spirits. I really do. You know, the scripture says very, very simply that God hears and He answers when we pray. He does. But God is looking for a broken and a contrite heart. He so says he will not despise it. A broken and a contrite heart. Lord, I realize that I've gone wrong. I realize I've been prayerless. Forgive me. But I want you to make me a house of prayer today. How many of us are willing to allow the Lord to make your house, your this house, a house of prayer? How many of us are? With every eye closed. Every eye closed. As Karen sings this song, just let's just take this as our, our prayer. And if this is you, if you come forward, we just want to pray for you. Really, we just want to pray that God releases upon us the spirit of prayer. I want to change hallelujah i want to change i want this house hallelujah to be a house of prayer father i want to speak to you i want to be free i want to be formed lord i want to do it alone i want to do it with your body with your people when i'm desperate i want to pray when i'm happy i want to pray lord I want to be explosive in my prayer, Lord, but I also want to spend time. Hallelujah. Yes. Okay. Amen. And Lord, I want to put time aside in a set way, and I want to be spontaneous. Amen. Lift your hands up, praise. Just close your eyes. Lift your hand. Let the Holy Spirit just move. Ministry, ministry team, please come. Let this be the cry of our heart.
1: I want Karen to sing this song and then we're going to do something. So Karen, if you could just sing this song. Lift your hands to the Lord and just offer yourself to him in the area of prayer. Like Austin said, he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Karen.
2: Lord, make me a house Make me a house of prayer, Lord, make me a house, make me a house of prayer.
1: offer yourself to him. Make a decision where you're standing before the Lord to devote yourself to prayer. Whether it's deciding to have set time, that's five minutes every day. That's 10 minutes, whatever your context. Like Austin said, it's not the amount of time, it's what it means to you. So, why didn't you do that just now? And then I'm gonna ask Austin to pray over you in the area of prayer.
0: And then I'm also gonna pray. Father, we thank you so much for your love. Thank you for what you're doing in our midst, Lord. We stand before you, Father. You see all those that are standing here, myself included, we're saying, make us a house of prayer. Forgive us where we have. Lord, where we've not spent time with you. Father, where we've been prayerless, forgive us for our sin of prayerlessness. I'm asking, Lord, that you set this church on fire. God, when it comes to the area of prayer, we offer our hearts. We consecrate our lives. We consecrate our lives. We set ourselves apart to pray, to pray, to seek your face. Father God, we pray for a sense of intimacy. We know that prayer produces intimacy. We pray for a sense of intimacy with you, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those who've got issues with their marriages, Lord. That they will learn to pray together. Lord, in the name of Jesus, as they pray, intimacy will be developed, oh God. In the name of Jesus. God. God we cry to you oh Lord make us a house of prayer let your spirit start to stir in our hearts something Lord stir us stir us up right now in the name of Jesus I lift up my brothers and my sisters to you we come humbly before your presence oh God let the weight of your glory descend upon us Lord call us into that place that we will want to spend time with you. We consecrate our lives. We want to be devoted to you in the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Father, I pray for grace upon your people like our sin pray. Your mantle of prayer will rest upon us. The convicting power of your Holy Spirit will stir us the direction of spending time with you. Pray for a new appetite for you, for your presence to come upon us. Father, ask for your mercy upon us where we have put other things first instead of you. But today, Lord, as we stand before you as a church, as we stand before you as your children, we ask you for grace to help us to devote ourselves to prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you.